Welcome to the Best Fridays in Football, presented by Star Credit Union, with New York Times bestselling author Buddy Martin and Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer. The Best Fridays in Football starts right now. Okay, I guess it's time to welcome back my podcast partner. Uh, we did this a year ago, and I'm so happy to be joining it again. Thank you very much to Urban and the Jacksonville Jaguars chance to do this program called the best Fridays in football. And since it's not Friday and it's not football, this will have to be the summertime preview edition with coach Urban Meyer. Coach, it's great to be with you again. One of my favorite people, buddy. Good to see you. Thank you. Uh, you know, we did this last year and one of the things we promised ourselves, we're going to celebrate football. We were also going to be transparent about things involving people and the traditions of the game. And I found it very enlightening and enjoyed it. And thanks for letting me do this again. And there is no script. We just do it here. And uh, so let's start out with this one. I talked to you three weeks before you took the job uh, as the coach of the Jacqueline Jaguars NFL career. Really surprised, pleased, happy for you. Uh, and I asked the question, and I'll ask it again. Why? I've been asked that question a lot. Um I, I think you know me uh, that it would have to be a really good situation. I had a great, I have a great life. Um, you know, I was healthy and, and working at, at an incredible place with Fox. But, you know, I actually, we can have this conversation, but, you know, I was on this phone call, this Zoom call with several CEOs last night. I shared this with Amy Palisic a minute ago. And, and it's really, I mean, it's kind of, it, it's one of those ones, you know, things cross your you know, come across and it was like someone hit you right in the face. And it was opportunities are only opportunities if you take advantage of them. And every day opportunities walk right in front of us, whether it be family, whether it be spiritual or whether it be in your corporate life and and, in your job, I shouldn't say corporate, in your your job, in your professional life. And so many times you, me, have seen an opportunity. We didn't take advantage of it. And that came across when I was talking to these CEOs. And, and so I kind of started it and you should have heard some of the conversation we had. And it's not the the smartest, the not necessarily the hardest working, all those, some people get great things happen, but it's, if you have to really look and say why, there's a lot of variables, but they saw an opportunity, they took it. Now it's an educated opportunity. You can't just jump into the abyss and not know what you're getting into. But I looked at this buddy as an opportunity I did research on an owner, and the owner is the primary reason why I took this job. Uh, once I spent time with him, once I did my homework on him, once we had those hard conversations. Another reason is, uh, is 904, is Jacksonville. I love Jacksonville. I lo- I've always enjoyed coming down here. And most importantly, I've not been disappointed, is I recruited down here for many, many years. Uh, we visited for many, many years. It's the people, and they want to win so darn bad. And then the third reason is I think we can – I'm not going to do something I don't think we can have some success. We have the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. We have a good draft capital, which I believe we did a good job. We have free agent capital, which we did a good job. And most importantly, we had a good core group of players. So that's the why. I know it's a little long answer, but that's the why. You know, as you said, some people say you had it all. I mean, you had a beautiful family. You still do. You had a beautiful home in Ohio, beautiful home – uh, in in Florida, great TV gig, multiple grandchildren, everything. You sort of pull 
the sword out of the stone, and yet there was something you wanted to do. Yeah, it was, and uh, and I, I had to get family approval. I had to really, you know, make sure this was not a knee jerk reaction. This is something I actually started not 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 necessarily Jacksonville, but I just wanted to educate myself in the NFL. I know I knew a lot from our former players, but. I studied coaches, I studied general managers, I studied roster management, and most importantly, I studied you know players and 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 how to win and so i I've been working on this for you know this is this was a twelve month project uh, from January to January. Urban, I know you have a number of mentors. you are a mentor to a lot of people now you've had a fabulous coaching tree as we can see all around the country with with your former assistants uh, and tell me a little bit about these guys real quick, Lou Holtz, Earl Bruce, Woody Hayes, Sonny Lubick, and anybody else. And what pieces of them do you take with you in this new venture in the NFL? I'm, I'm humbled by those names you just mentioned because I talked to coach, you know, sometimes coaches don't get in those kind of coaching trees. Uh, there's a common theme with all those people you just mentioned, and it's uh, cared deeply for the student athlete or the, you know, in college, the student athlete. And then, um, in professional football, as they care deeply for the player. I mean, that's my li- my life is my family, my faith, and I care deeply for for players. It's been that way for thirty some years, and I, you know that I can't get enough of that. Even when the narrative, or even when the media, or some goes after, I, I love the underdog. You know, someone comes from a tough environment, someone's uh, going through a hard time. I believe that's when a coach is needed the most, not when it's going well. You know, when it's when when someone's really going through a hard time. So. Uh, great mentors. Lou Holtz was one of my early mentors, and he was tough. He uh, demanded uh, excellence out of people. You know, Earl Bruce was, you know, one of my first mentors and arguably my primary mentor, and he taught me right from wrong. You know, it was a lot, lot like my father, and there's a right way and a wrong way, and the right way is up what you think. You know, obviously there's some objective truths here, but if it's about the chance to help someone do it the right do the right thing. Don't don't do what the media tells you to do. Don't do what the fans tell you to do. You you do the right thing. And and I my father was the same way. And then you had Sonny Lubick was incredible. Um, to this day, I'm still very close with him. He had the same qualities, a little different way of going about it. So I have had great mentors, and I'm so uh, uh, grateful that I had those guys. Well, you mentioned somebody I want to talk about one of our podcasts future, and that's your dad, but who had a remarkable life and had a big influence on you, but uh, we'll save that for a special show because he's worth it. Uh, Urban, I'd like to, during this podcast we're doing, uh, continue with our Ask Urban feature, which we'll get questions on. That was always fun to do, if you'd like to do that. Um, and I'd also like to do something. Tell us something about Urban Meyer that we might not know. For instance... A lot of people know, a lot of people don't know, you were a professional baseball player. Yeah, uh, I was such a great baseball player, I went on in a coaching football career. Uh, I did. I got drafted out of high school. I was a really good high school player. And uh, it was back in the Cal Ripken era. Remember the Cal – I mean, all the big shortstops. It, it just And I was big for a shortstop, and I started hitting home runs in high school. And that got a lot of attention, and I got a good arm, and – and so people, you know, in Northeast Ohio, you get rained out and snowed out so often. You only played like 15, 20 games. And I remember scouts started showing up, and, and that really didn't happen in that small town. And so I had an opportunity, got drafted by the Braves back in the America's team era with uh, Bob Horner, Dale Murphy, those guys. And 
And it was hard. It was uh, the 82-mile-an-hour fastball went to 95, you know, and they take away from your Easton, big Easton aluminum bat, and they give you a wooden one. Worked really hard at it, uh, really, really hard at it. Suffered an elbow injury the second year and uh, was struggling. My first year struggled mightily. Second year started hitting the ball a little bit, hit a home run and, and started getting a little better. And then the one thing back then, buddy, if you got hurt or, if you know, they cut you immediately. And uh, so I was – I only lasted two years and had a chance to go back, had a couple of tryouts, and uh, uh, just right at the last moment wasn't able to make the team. So, yeah, I was a baseball player for uh, two years in professionals. I paid to do it, Coach. That's pretty good if you ask me. I'd love to get paid to play baseball, but you're right. Not much. Uh, the curveball's <laughs> the curveball's a little hard to hit, too, on these days, I'm yeah. sure. Um Urban, a couple of more, if we could, here. I want to get into your owner shot, Con. When you were in Gainesville, uh, I wrote a book called Urban's Way, and I actually wanted to see them name a street after you called Urban's Way. Shot Con's building the whole city for you here for Crown House Out. That was an amazing plan that I saw that put out the pins for what's happening in Jacksonville, and it shows the commitment that he has to the city of Jacksonville, and you're all part of that. He's building that around you and your success. That is amazing. He, I'm, I'm going to make him write a book. I mean, he's one of the most interesting people and selfless people I have ever been around. Uh, he, he, There's zero misunderstanding when you're around Shad Khan. He wants to win so bad, but he doesn't he's – got, he's got more than – you know. He, he, it's not about him. It's really about Jacksonville. It really is. Think about how pure in the purest form what that is, and you start hearing about move the team here, do this, do that. He's investing in Jacksonville. You know, when you start talking about the Four Seasons and some of the things he wants to do on the waterway here, Jacksonville is a gorgeous city with so much open space on the water, and he wants to do so many things to make the city even greater. And uh, he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's a guy that has been successful basically at everything he's done. He's one of the most brilliant people. When you sit and talk to him, he's brilliant. And I'm not – he's brilliant. He's, I don't really know his business acumen. I, you can just look at numbers, I imagine, and it's ridiculous. But his management of people, his people skills are, are arguably the best I've ever been around. Well, you've got people off the charts excited at what you're doing. I mean, you had a remarkable attendance at your camps and what have you. Uh, it's way too early to start evaluating talent. Obviously, we'll talk about that later. There will be Tim Tebow questions, of course, down the road someplace, of course. And uh, I talked to a guy that you know who works for the AP, uh, and he's kind of a one of these guys that's a little bit, I wouldn't say cynical, but he's kind of guy, you got to show me, you know? And so he texted the other day. He actually tweeted, well, the first camp is over. Uh uh, Lawrence was amazing, and it means 20 and 0 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that was an optimistic note, a little too, however. But as you sit here in summer thinking about this, what's ahead? Even though you haven't done long term evaluations, you don't know yet. I know you have some goals, and I don't ask you to reveal them all, but just generally speaking, what do you want to do here, Evan? You know, I've been asked this question many times, and it's changed over the years. And, and we've had talk about hope and opportunity, buddy. And hope and opportunity, once hope and opportunity is taken from you, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. So I've started a, many years ago. I shouldn't say started. Many years ago, I took the, the old classic goal boards or objective boards that every coach had on the walls about win the national title, win the Big Ten, win this, win that. 
and I, I don't, we don't do that anymore. Those are too extrinsic. You know, if you remember the conversations we've had before where extrinsic goals or abstract goals have too many outside influencers. You can't, it's hard to accomplish that. And if you, as a, you know, just the way the mind works, if you work, if you're working so hard from something and that's your goal and it's out of your control, it's taken from you, that's hard to recover from. Example, we want to win the national championship. We get a couple devastating injuries. We maybe lose a game and then a committee decides we're not viable, even though I think most people thought we were. That, that takes your breath away. It's hard to recover. Where if your goal is intrinsic, and ours is here, mine is, and I've already talked to our team briefly. We're not, we didn't hit this hard yet. We will. But our goal here is to maximize who we are. I want to get the very best out of every person that walks in this organization. That's every coach and every player. If I can get the best out of every player, and you give me your best, I think we're going to win a bunch of games. If we can't accomplish that, I don't, don't talk to me about playoffs, wild card, uh, attendance. Don't, none of that matters. Give us your very best. And here's a cool thing about that, buddy. We have complete control over that. No one has control over giving us your very best. That's an Great intrinsic, point. attainable goal. Most to me, other goals are abstract and extrinsic, and I, I'm not a fan of that. You know, you, have, you give someone a goal that they can't do or that they have no control over, you know, that, that's, that, that's playing mind games with people. Give us your very best. And you're betting on yourself. Final thing, Urban, uh, the year ahead, we'll see how this all works out. But at that moment when you said yes, when you said I'm in, who's the first person you called or texted besides your family? And what did you say about the new job as head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars? You know, it might have been Charlie Strong. It might have been, uh, you know, that's how much respect I have for Coach Strong. We've been together a long time. I admire him. I need him. I uh, um, Obviously, we shared incredible success together at Florida. Uh, I tell people this all the time, that there's no chance we would have had that success without him. He's one of the first guys. You know, I, I'd put Ryan Stamper in that category. Because the minute you say yes, after you talk to your family and, you know, some people you're very close with, I got good news and bad news. You said good news is I said yes. Bad news is I said yes. You better get going, pal. And the first thing you got to do is start putting together people and build a foxhole, uh, foxhole mentality of people that you trust. And so that was uh, I'd, I'd have to say those two were very early in the conversation about you know we're we're done with the congratulations. Let's go. Well, you certainly have brought those two things to Jacksonville and to. Jaguar Nation, hope and opportunity. People are very, very excited. I want to thank you for doing this podcast with me every week. I want to thank everybody there with the Jaguars and Palsic and the team. And uh, looking forward very much to following Urban Meyer as the head coach of Jacksonville Jaguars. Thanks, Urban. Thanks. And uh, tell Terry Bradshaw hello, too. He, he's already told me you're going to be successful, no doubt about it. <laughs> 